The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek Narrated by Kurt Bonham Chapter 15 Stone's Safe At Professor Stone's front stoop, yellow crime scene tape blocks the foot of the steps, daring me to cross. Standing silent in the somber air doesn't feel right. It's too quiet. Above, the crows are gone, and dread creeps over my skin. Sapphire gasps, her eyes lock on the sidewalk. That's exactly where the professor landed. His blood splatter and stains are fading around his chalk outline. Professor Stone falling next to me on the pavement is forever etched, burned, seared into my brain. I can't get that image out of my head, Boone. Her eyes are shut tight, and she's rocking back and forth. I put a hand on her shoulder, and she holds it like an anchor as if she might drift away. I can't believe the professor's gone. Her words are whisper quiet. I lift the tape. Let's bring him justice and find Paganini's music. Excuse me, a gruff voice shouts from across the street. This is an active crime scene. What do you two think you're doing? Two no-nonsense men with broad shoulders stand and stare at me. Their weathered badges on display hang from their necks. This and their tailored wool suits bring an immediate air of respect. The man on the left is tall, taller than me by a good two inches, and I'm six foot two. His salt and pepper sideburns, his bushy mustache, his square jaw, his full of gumption face. Looks like it can take a punch or three. I bet he can give as good as he gets in a scrap, I say to Sapphire. The other man is shorter with shadow stubble, no neck, portly with natural padding. The men march at us with authority. The taller fellow holds up his badge. I'm Detective Rizos with the 20th Precinct Homicide Squad. This is my partner, Detective Sanchez. Detective Rizzo's badge number is 8802, and he's wearing a lapel pin with the lavender and roses symbol. Sir, ma'am, this is a crime scene. The area behind the tape is closed off until the investigation is complete. Rizzo's voice is low and deep. Yes, sir. I am Sapphire Anjou. I am Professor Stone's assistant. You have an ID? Sapphire shows him her student and embassy IDs. Detective Rizos writes down her name. A mask of reserve covers his face. Miss Anjou, I called the embassy looking for you. You found me? He turns his attention to me. What about you? You have an ID? I understand he's just doing his job, so... I fish out my wallet and hand him my driver's license. He studies the ID like it's his first ever license. Wentzville, Missouri? Where's that near? I share the warmest smile. St. Louis, sir. You should visit. It's exceptionally nice this time of year. Detective Rizos hands the IDs to Sanchez, who pulls out a handheld device with a small screen. He slides our ID cards on the device's side. Detective Rizzo sizes me up. So, what brings you to New York City, Mr. Daniels, from Wentzville, Missouri? 
I'm here for a gig on Saturday, and then I'm gone, back home. He taps his pen against his pad. And how do you know Professor Stone? He's the guy I was supposed to see about my gig. And what exactly is your gig? I'm here to play music at the annual Dragons and Nymphs charity ball on Saturday night at Central Park. Detective Sanchez taps Detective Rizzo's arm. He leans in, showing him the device's screen. Mr. Daniels, mind telling me why someone with your description and Miss Andrews was here and at another murder scene, both in less than 24 hours? That device is definitely magic. I roll my shoulders back. I'll try to explain. I summarized yesterday's events from the time I arrived at Professor Stone's until Sapphire and I jumped into the cab. Detective Rizos records everything on his notepad. And this cabbie, do you know him? I pat down my shirt and pants. The taxi driver, his name is Dimitri. He gave me his card. I searched my pockets. I had a card. It was Red Top Taxis. Detective Rizzo's forehead wrinkles. Red Top Taxis? You sure? Because that taxi service hasn't been in business for over 40 years. He scribbles something on his notepad. You mentioned the men on the stoop with guns. Those men you describe were also seen at the Steinhardt building. And you and Miss Anju were seen there too. About the same time, two security guards and secretary were killed. Detective Rizos pushes air out between his teeth. Care to explain how come folks die after you show up? We got away from the men when we jumped in the cab, like I said. Then I asked Sapphire if there was a place to call the police. She said the phone in the professor's office. I explained the rest of the day until we got to the French embassy. And all this time you just happened to forget to call the police, Rizzo said. No, sir. By the time we arrived at the embassy, we learned the police had spoken to Sapphire's father and knew about Professor Stone's death. Heat rises into my chest and throat. Okay. Your descriptions of events match what other witnesses describe. He presses his lips tight. So are we free to go? I stare at him like he cut in front of me in the line to get the last available tickets to the Royals or Chiefs playoff game. He hands me his card. Don't leave town, Mr. Daniels. I glance down and see his name and the address. 177 and a half Central Park West, New York, New York, 10024. Detective Rizos and Sanchez leave and walk toward Central Park. That's it? They didn't arrest us? Sapphire slaps my arm. I don't think they could have found the music. Your key should get us inside. Let's look for ourselves. Coming up next in The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek. Chapter 16 Magic Music Study